Hello and welcome to the Knit British Podcast. Knit British loves to support wool that's been grown, spun or dyed in the UK and on this journey through all the connections of Britishness in wool and knitting, I am your host, Louise Scully. This episode is a yarny celebration as we wish Blackout Yarns a happy 10th birthday and have a look at their Cornish Tin limited edition yarn. I give you my top tips if you're planning to go to Yarndale at the end of the month and I have a giveaway for you of Yarn Garden's premium teaswater yarn. All this and much more so grab a drink, grab a whip and let's go. Knit British is delighted to be sponsored by Brit Yarn. Brit Yarn stocks an amazing range of British wool from Blacker to Wensleydale Longwool Sheepshop, West Yorkshire Spinners, Chilla Valley Alpaca and from dyers such as Eden Cottage Yarns, The Knitting Goddess and an exclusive range from Yarns from the Plain. To celebrate and share in a love of British wool, head to BritYarn.co.uk or click the logo in the show notes. Welcome to Knit British. I've grabbed my drink, I've got my whip, and I'm enjoying it with a lovely biscuit, courtesy of Emma, 1969, in the post this week. Thank you, Emma, for a lovely package, as well as the lovely biscuits. How are you all doing? Um, I hope this finds you well. I know that it's not long since we last spoke, and already I'm back again, sitting behind the mic for your pleasure. Well, that sounded wrong, didn't it? Oh my. <laughs> Although it's been no time since I spoke to you last, I've got another packed show for you with lots of woolly information and yarny yarns. Uh, what have you been up to this week? What have I been doing well as well as preparing for this podcast and knitting up some fantastic yarn to tell you about later on? I have been doing a little bit of spinning. I've been taking part in the Tour of British Fleece, which I told you about in the last couple of podcasts. I have been spinning quite a pitiful little amount each day, but I am spinning a little bit each day. I am spinning a blend of prepared fibre from fondant fibre and I can't find the little card that tells me all the fibre that's in it. It's somewhere, because I've seen it since we unpacked. It's just not in the same place as the fibre. But it's got Shetland in it, White Shetland and Murat Shetland in there, and there's alpaca, and I think there's a bit of silk. And it's really lovely, spinning really lovely. I spun a, a bit of it before, and I, I'll put a little picture of the little hank I made. I have always have lots of little mini skeins when I start spindling. and never sort of quite finish the whole amount of fibre that I bought. So this was a gift from Deb at Font Fibre and so that was on the top of the fluff pile and I thought, yeah, that is what I'm spinning. And it's her little Rolags and they're they're fantastic. Just spins so beautifully. I think I saw an Instagram that Fondant Fibre is having a little summer sale with 20% off with the code SUMMER2015. So that's quite nice, isn't it? like you need enabling. (laughs) So yeah, so that's what I've been doing. I've been doing a bit of spinning and I've been doing some test knitting, which I can tell you much more about next week. Um, But these are hats and 
They are rather spectacular and I've had a lot of fun knitting hats and I forgot how fun hats are to knit. So I foresee more hats in my future. <laughs> and currently I am knitting a swatch um, as we talk and this swatch I'm going to talk about a little bit later on in the show but it's Cornish Tin which is a little sneaky uh, preview of Blacker's new yarn that they are launching for their birthday celebrations which are this month 10th birthday so I'm going to talk about that next but I also have more yarn to squoosh because I have amazing skein of pedigree teaswater light fingering lace weight yarn from Yarn Garden. This is a dyed skein of rare breed British wool that I just think is fantastic and I can't wait to tell you about it and you can listen in to find out how you can win that very skein. So this month marks the 10th anniversary of Blackout Yarns and the Natural Fibre Company having its base in Cornwall. And I would like to pass around the party poppers and give a great big cheer for this awesome milestone. Blacker are so committed to bringing you the very best in British wool from local wool, including native and rare breeds, and creating ranges from those wools that embrace the quality of British wool, uh, sustainability, and available in a range of colours and handles. And a yarn range that is so beautifully presented and that has such consideration from wh for where that wool has come from and understands the next stage of that journey of that ball of wool. They care enough about the wool that they're putting out there and they care about what happens to that wool afterwards and what you do with it and the knitter themselves and what they want from that wool. What they do is spectacular and Knit British wouldn't be without an outlook like that and without a resource like they have. I would never have known this world of woolly wealth had I not had a cautious look at this website called Blacker Yarns and then discovered just how many British breed knitting yarns there were out there and started with one ball of Jacobs and never, ever, ever looked back. So Blacker, I raise my cup of tea to you and wish you very, very many more successful years and thank you so much for what you do in the name of British Wool. To celebrate this special anniversary, Blacker Yarns are about to launch um, a fantastic new yarn range. Very limited edition. When it's gone, it is gone. But boy, this is something you're going to want to know more about. Cornish Tin is the name of the range. It goes on sale on the 18th of September. And the thinking behind it was that they, that they wanted to create a blend that which celebrates the amazing work that goes on at the Natural Fibre Company and fantastic and special breeds that they they spin at the Natural Fibre Company, um, especially breeds which are known for their softness and their unique characteristics. And let me just read you from from the Blacker blog um, what those fibres are that have gone into the Cornish tin and exactly why they've been chosen. So there are 10 breeds, 10 breeds for 10 years. Uh, Gotland 
has been included for softness and luster and because it's lovely, of course. And uh, for anyone who knows Blacker, you'll know that Sue Blacker's very own Gotland sheep uh, help contribute to making yarn <laughs> blacker. Um, there's Falklands Merino, uh, which they say is for our to celebrate our luxury joint venture with blacker swanned hand knitting yarn. There's alpaca to represent approximately 25% company spinning for alpaca customers. Mohair, which represents the, an approximate 12% of the natural fibre company spinning from mohair producers, especially sock yarns, and um, to add luster and help take up dyes. It's fast, that's fascinating. Um, Jacobs is another 15% of the output uh, from Jacobs Fleece. Shetland uh, is another 15% of the output and it was chosen because it's beautifully soft and fine. There's English Merino in there, which is from a very small and it says here sadly ageing flock in Somerset. And there's a Gotland Romney Cross, a fine white mohair-like wool from Sue's own crossbred white lamb to add more luster. Uh, there's Texel. A good European representative of the third of the work done at the Natural Fibre Company for EU-based customers. Uh, and Black Welsh Mountain to add darkness. Been chosen because it's a soft wool and it also represents the Welsh roots of the business. Like, let's just think of those breeds again. Gotland, Merino, Alpaca, Mohair, Jacobs, Shetland, Merino, Gotland, Romney Cross, Texel, Black Welsh Mountain. That, there's a fantastic amount of softness in it, right in there and a lot of luster. Already I hope you're sort of building up a picture of this Cornish tin yarn and I was sent some to try uh, and I found it extraordinary. It's a really extraordinary yarn. It's available in four ply and double knit and I'm knitting a big old swatch and I'm using both the yarns in it. Um, because I wanted to see what the texture of the different weights was like. I wanted to see what it was like uh, using different stitches and using lace because it's a bouncy yarn and it's really smooth and I thought it would show up lace um, particularly beautifully. So I knit a few rows of garter in the double knit of which I have the natural uh, levant grey colour. And that's got a gorgeous halo on it. And then I began some horseshoe lace in the four-ply. And the luster is really beautiful in this yarn. And it shows up so well in the light. And the colour that I'm using is the rose red. It's got burgundy red shades. And it glints. The luster in it just glints. The feel of the unwashed swatch. And at the moment it's still on my needles. So I can't tell you what it's like washed unblocked but I will um, I'll follow follow up on the blog um, with what it's like washed and washed and blocked um, but I'd say that the unwashed swatch and the working yarn in your fingers feels like soft velvet um, it's got a very velvety feel I would say that the double knit um, seems a lot more bloomier and loftier the ply of the four ply reminds me of a Jimson Smith jumper weight I don't know, it just really struck me as being very similar, similar to that. I just love the lace in it. I really love the lace in it. It's got great definition. And the four-ply's got a little halo over it as well, but not as quite as much, I would say, as the double knit. I would say the double knit is, is loftier. Um, it's a really sheepy yarn, and those stitches have that woolly stickiness, which means it would be lovely 
for a little colour work. And Sonia uh, at Blacker has designed some mitts with a two colour and it's very effective, very effective. They're called the Azurite mitts and there are two other patterns to accompany the Cornish tin and they're free at blackeryarns.co.uk. You can have a look for them there, as all their patterns are. This is quite a special knitting yarn and I've knit with quite a few yarns. Um, this is quite special, I would say, for softness, for luster, for stitch definition. Uh, it ticks a lot of boxes and it really speaks volumes of the love and care that the Black Yarns and the Natural Fibre Company have for wool. And it shows off their expert workmanship to a T. It comes in two weights, as I said, four ply and double knit and five colours. One is a natural shade and there are four beautifully bold shades, uh, which are very toning. And they're green, a green, a blue, a turquoise, this red. And they've all been given names after Cornish tin mines, which is a lovely nod to their Cornwall home and the heritage there. Both weights of the yarn come in 100 gram skeins. The four ply is 350 metres and the double knit is 220 metres. And can I just say, that's lovely to see 100 grams from Blacker. I would never have thought about it. I've never once thought the 50 gram balls were... Uh, anything less than fantastic but it's really nice to have a hundred gram skein and you know that right there is enough wool for a one skein special project to help celebrate Blacker and those 10 fantastic years you know you've got enough for a shawlette uh, in the four ply and you've got enough for a hat mitts uh, etc in in the double knit so it's it's really fantastic and um, as I say, it's it's very limited edition. When it's gone, it really is gone. Uh, so on the 18th of September, head to Blacker Yarns or one of their stockists, perhaps the fantastic show sponsor Brit Yarn, who is running a brilliant Blacker prize draw this month as well, uh, so that you can uh, win a skein of Cornish tin. Do go and buy one. Snaffle a skein or two because... For any of you who just like to explore wool and like to see what uh, British breed sheep and other animal fibre has in store, um, if you just want to see what it's like, it's really worth going over and buying a ball. It's an extraordinary yarn with a whole story to tell about the best of British fibre and about those who craft it. Happiest, happiest of birthdays, Blacker, and a very well done to you on this tremendous yarn. 26th and 27th of September is Yarndale and it's being held at the Skipton Auction Mart in Yorkshire. You might remember way back episode 12, I was at Yarndale last year and thoroughly enjoyed it from getting on the train at Carlisle and enjoying that fantastic Carlisle to settle uh, train journey, which is just breathtaking. And then uh, arriving at Skipton and getting on that uh, fantastic double-decker bus, which took us to the auction mart and then just 
inhaling yarn fumes all day of the highest order. It was fa- it was a fantastic day. I don't know if I could cope with the whole weekend, but it was a fantastic day. I can't go this year because I'm I'll be in Shetland for Wool Week, but I do know that my mucker Shiny Bees is going to be there and Brit Yarn is going to be there. The lovely Isla is actually going to be having a scholly along meetup at two o'clock on Saturday. And you can check out the Brit Yarn Ravelry group for info on that. Uh, Carrie Westman is also going to be at Yarndale and I think she'll be in attendance at that meetup too. And I know a lot of you listeners are going and are really looking forward to it. And I just wanted to give a shout out to some of my favourite vendors for you to visit. And it's a huge vendor, vendor list. So... Given my experience last year, I would say check out the vendor list and sort of tick off the ones that you don't want to miss, really don't want to miss, that you there's someone that has a yarn that you want to see or whatever, you know, don't miss out. Go find out where they'll be. And I think if you book your tickets online, then you get the program and the sort of map where everyone will be, where all the vendors will be. At least I think that's what they did last year. So it's a really good idea to sort of find out where those vendors are and sort of make a point of going to see them first, then checking out everything else. Don't do what I did. (laughs) Because what I did was I just ran up and down the aisles going, ooh, 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 yarn, ooh, ooh. (laughs) (laughs) And I missed so much because big marts, there are lots of little avenues and alleyways that you can go down. And it's very quick. You like, you know what it's like with yarn fumes. It's very quick that you can get, have your head turned by something. I remember I only found Susan Crawford's stall in the last five minutes that I could sort of be there um, because I seem to keep bypassing it. And especially if the vendor you want is near a corner, if you turn that corner because your head's turned by some other wool, (laughs) it's really easy to miss out. So I would say be prepared. Get your tickets online, which is really good. You can join the shorter queue as well. And be prepared um, to know where it is that you want to go uh, first then you can spend the rest of the time uh, enjoying and running around going, ooh, ooh, yarn, ooh, <laughs> and be led by the yarn fumes. But that's definitely my my top tip. As I say, I wanted to let you know about some of the vendors that I recommend you go to see that I am I'm sad to miss a night on. Firstly is Ginger Twist Studio. Now I know I can go to Ginger Twist Studio any old time I want now because she's only a 20 minute walk away, but she's going to be there with... Claire Devine and they're on the show next week and can tell you then much more about what you can expect from their stall but I guarantee that there will be excitement and high octane yarn fumes because they've got some fantastic stuff on there and some fantastic stuff that you will want to get involved in shall I say but you can find out much more on the podcast next week Uh, Midwinter Yarns are going to be at Yarndale and that's Estelle and you will have heard me talk a a couple of weeks ago about the wonderful Huga collection of designs by Carrie Westerman designed in Midwinter Yarns now Midwinter Yarns have a very Scandinavian 
uh, feel in Scandinavian fibres. Uh, Estelle is from Sweden, but she lives in Wales, and therefore there is a huge nod to Welsh heritage and wool, and collections from very small producers. Um, so well worth a look out um, to the to the midwinter yarn stall. Uh, Eden Cottage Yarns will be there, and Victoria and Co will be launching their new collection called Drift which has designs by Tracy Todd Hunter, Louise Tilbrook, Justina Lorikowska, Duca Van Mulligan, Carrie Westman, Claire Devine, Louise Zaz Bangham, Danny Sunshine, Asa Tricosa and Thea Coleman. And this collection is knit in the Eden Cottage Yarns Whitefell DK, which is a really snuggly alpaca. I believe there will be knit and crochet patterns in this um, collection and if the tantalizing instagram snippets are anything to go by this collection looks like it's going to be incredible very soft yarns and gorgeous indie designs well, you can't really go wrong with that that is always something you're going to want to seek out so do go over to Eden Cottage Yarns and uh, get your hands on the Drift collection. And I think Inspiration Knits is also going to be on the Eden Cottage Yarns stall with her new collection too. So another excellent reason to visit Eden Cottage Yarns at Yarndale. Of course, I already mentioned um, them today, but don't miss Blacker Yarns. See if you can uh, smoosh and buy some Cornish tin uh, or grab some um, single breed yarn for our breed swatch along, which I am not really mentioning in this episode any more details than I already told you last week. But look out for a post coming up in the next week or so about the breed swatch along. Yarn Undyed, I've seen some amazing kits from them on Ravelry recently. Um, hats and scarves, cowls, and also I think there's maybe some home accessories as well. And these are available in Blueface Leicester, Sustainable Merino, and I think they actually have yarns which are like sort of camel and yak and really um, exotic fibres. These are lovely. They're they're really nice. They, I, I'm, I was surprised uh, when I saw that it was a kit because kits from sort of commercial yarn companies don't tend to be so nice. If I can say that, I'm, I'm going to say that. I have a lot of kit content coming up in the future because I think that it's a shame when you go somewhere like John Lewis or, you know, you want to buy a beginner's kit for someone um, or any kind of kit really but kits tend to be a toy or a purse or something that as a beginner I didn't want to knit I don't want to knit a toy I still don't want to knit toys and so so when I saw these were kits I thought ooh um there is you know some really fine lace there's some really um fantastic easy stitches garter stitch there's ribbon there's cabling I think yarn undyed probably have uh, a kit for most knitters and um, if their prices are on their website are anything to go by, sort of 13 to £30, pounds, there's a really a kit for every pocket as well. So do have a look at that. And of course, natural undyed colours. That's kind of, there's a kind of a theme emerging with me with those at the moment. Um, I'm very drawn to those. Um, so yeah, yarn undyed, have a look for them. 
And I could, my goodness, I could go on and on looking at this list of exhibitors. But for my British wool favourites, I would urge you to seek out the fantastic Laura's Loom and uh, check out if she's got her Howgill yarn range, those marled yarns that you might have heard me talking about at Edinburgh Yarn Festival. Knitting Goddess is going to be there. Whistler Bear are going to be there. Uh, Wensleydale Longwell Sheep Shop are also going to be there. Hilltop Cloud are going to be there. Gam Farm Rare Breeds and Yarn Garden are a few that I certainly would be seeking out if I could go. If you do go, enjoy yourself. As I say, it's never too early to start planning to know which stalls you want to hit up and leave yourself plenty of time for uh, shopping and socialising and As I say, whatever you do, pace yourself, hydrate yourself and have a wonderful time. There are other events that are coming up uh, in the next few weeks and I thought I would share some of those with you. The Highland Wool and Textile Festival is taking place at Eden Court in Inverness on Saturday the 17th of October. This is the fourth year and they are highlighting the best quality of handcrafts and textiles from Scotland. I don't see an exhibitor list, but I think in the past Ripples Crafts and Yarn Garden have been there. And some fantastic makers um, meet some of Scotland's uh, textile makers. It looks like it's going to be a great day out. It's just one day. It's at the Eden Court in Inverness, as I said, and money raised from the event will go to Alzheimer's Scotland. So that's sort of fantastic, isn't it? Um, also uh, happening in October, at the end of October, it's Geeky Puffin Knit Palooza. Uh, and that's happening on the 29th of October to the 1st of November. Now, this is a retreat in Edinburgh and it's run by the gorgeous Geeky Girls and uh, Knit Run Dig. And all the information is on the website at geekypuffinknitpalooza.blogspot.com. Have a look over there. I believe there are still full retreat places available, but on the website you'll find out all about residential and non-residential places and the prices involved. There's also um, some cracking classes and a vendor's market on the 31st of October from 1 o'clock till 3 o'clock. So do check out... Uh, Geeky Puffin Knit Palooza um, or uh, you can find them on Twitter and Instagram as well as at their website. Of course Shetland Wool Week is coming up too but I'm going to talk about that in a later show and have a preview uh, of it coming up on about the 25th of September which is actually the weekend that it kicks off. I'm really excited to be going to Shetland Wool Week and actually really excited because I'm going to be working at Wool Week 2 and I will be there with my mic to record uh, your joyful experiences of Wool Week and of Shetland and so if you see me with my mic come and tell me how you are enjoying um, the event and uh, the kind of things that you've been getting up, that you will be getting up to classes that you're taking and and how you're enjoying Shetland um, I'll also be doing a bit of work for Knit British too and I'm going to be asking you to come and tell me about your favourite wool or knitted crocheted item if you're coming to Shetland Wool Week bring that with you bring it with you because I want you to tell me what it is and where it came from and What sort of story is knitted up in those stitches for you? Was it knit for you? 
Was it bought for you? Was it given to you? Did you find it? Did you knit it yourself? I think there's a story to tell and share in all of our knitted items and I'd love to hear about your favourite and I'll have more info on this uh, in a couple of weeks when I talk a little bit more about Shetland Wool Week. So I mentioned um, Yarn Garden a little earlier and you will know I'm a big fan of uh, Louise and George and they go to just about every single wool event and knitting event in the UK. They're pretty much the hardest working husband and wife dying team (laughs) out there, I think, Um, because they, you know, one weekend they can be down in London, the next weekend they can be up in Inverness, and every single yarn event in between, the bloody fantastic. They've just relaunched their web shop at yarngarden.co.uk. And if you've seen them at any of the wool shows, you will know that they are big fans of... British wool bases and they currently have some on their website. They have got pedigree yarn in the form of Blueface Leicester wool and Teeswater yarns. You might remember that at the Highland Wool Festival last year I spoke to George um, about this yarn because they just got it and I have a dyed skein of this teeswater yarn in my hands right now. Teeswater is, is a vulnerable breed on the Rare Breed Survival Trust watch list which means there are only between 900 and 1500 sheep in the UK and I think that I read that there are only 450 breeding yows. Um, I don't know if that's, I need to substantiate that but um, it's long wool sheep so their staples are well over 30 centimetres long and typically the micron count is anywhere between 30 and 40 microns. You would be looking at the sort of 30, 36 microns for knitting yarn. This yarn is a bright zingy blue and it's called Brookside Hardy Geranium. The sheep that gave the fleece from this yarn are in Teesdale, in the Durham Dales, and this yarn was sourced by Chrissy Day, who I've talked about in the podcast before and reviewed her Blueface Luster yarn. And the flock number is even on the tag. So there is provenance for you that you can trace this yarn right back to the flock. It's a light fingering yarn and I'd say it's a heavy, heavy lace weight. A 100 gram skein, you get about 425 metres. I'm going to talk a little bit about the yarn and the skein because I have to knit so many things at the moment that I can't knit something... um, in this yarn, but I'm going to do something far better with it uh, at the end of this episode. I'm going to give it away. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the yarn in the skein. And this is a good way to start thinking about yarn when we go into doing the, the breed swatch along. Thinking about the feel of the yarn, but also about what it can do for you and what how that yarn might change in the knitting, the washing and the blocking we need to try to think beyond the squish. Uh, but having said that, the squish of the wine skein has a lovely firm bounce. And perhaps that's due to those lovely long curly locks of the fleece. But it's a really nice, got a lovely firm, firm bounce to it. The feel of the yarn in the skein is lightly crisp and you can see the luster of the fleece shining through that beautiful dyed colour. 
as I say, it's a really striking blue. It's gorgeous. Uh, the yarn is smoothly spun in two plies and has a very light halo of longer, finer, silkier fibres. Um, there's no kemp in, in Tees Water, so the the, the halo of fibres you can see on the surface of the yarn are quite fine and silky. Tees Water is a lustrous wool, of course, and with that long staple and the silkiness that I spoke of, uh, this yarn is going to have a, a really wondrous drape. It is also an incredibly strong fibre and I think that it would do well socks because of that. But I'm jumping ahead um, of myself um, <laughs> a little bit. Let's think of some of the words that I've used to describe this. So there's a firm bounce. There's a halo of fibres. There is a very slight crispness to the yarn. It's drapey. It's lustrous. Do any of those words start to give you a sort of form of what you might want to knit with it? To me, it says shawl is the first thing that comes to mind. Um, or cowl, maybe perhaps a hap shawl or a three-colour cowl by Hohi Locatelli. Uh, or maybe uh, a garment that will have a lot of drape in it. Perhaps the Hitofued cardigan, which has got some lace work in it. Or maybe uh, Belmont by Gudrun Johnson, which has got some textural detail in it in, in the lace. Or maybe a featherweight cardigan by Hannah Fettig. That's the kind of thing that I can imagine being knit in this wool and especially garments. You're going to want something that is soft but has has some longevity as well. And I've said this before, but long wools that I've, I've knit with are very good at being pill resistant. They do pill a little, but they're really quite pill resistant. And that slight crispness that I mentioned in the hand squish grab, that is going to soften when you wash it and block it. And I think that's the important thing that we need to keep reminding ourselves of is that wool is a fibre. It has memory. It evolves. It gets better with wear. It gets better with washing. It gets better with blocking. And if we keep on repeating that wash, block and wear process, it's going to keep on getting better. And if we keep on looking after it, it's going to keep on getting better. Uh, Tees Water Fleece is renowned for being silky and lustrous and for having a soft handle. But processing can change that a little bit. But those qualities are inherent. And, you know, never squish a ball of yarn again and think that, think that is too rusty. I'm not going to buy that. You have to think, what will it be like after I wash it? And the next wash and the next wash and the next wash. You know, it's actually a beautiful process um, that maps the wear and the longevity of something that we have taken time and effort over to knit. I'm sorry, I've totally digressed there onto a far more philosophical approach to knitting, but I, I, I do believe that. And if you've been to any events and you've seen yarn gardens, any of these yarn garden, any of these shows, you'll have seen some shawls and even a woven item, I think, in this yarn, this teaswater yarn on their stall. And it's it's perfect. It has it's a perfect yarn. It has stitch definition. It's fantastic for lace. And amateur weaver as I am, I think this would make a really strong warp and weave really fantastically well and 
amateur sock knitter as I am, I do think this would make a really strong yarn for sock. The colours that George dyes, which I've not even touched on, <laughs> are just awesome. And he has this amazing ability to layer colours which adds such a depth. There are so many different nuances when you look at a skein of yarn garden yarn. It's sort of an extraordinary thing. And this is what George said about dyeing this yarn. He said, I love dyeing this wool. It responded so well to both subtle tints and deep, vibrant colour palettes. And it, as I say, if you're, if you're aware of Yarn Garden, if you've knitted with their yarn before, you will know what I mean when I say about that depth. There's almost a dry metallic look, which is an off. That's an awful <laughs> description. I'm so sorry. Um, do you know what I mean if I say burnished? Um, there's a burnished metal look. It just looks so fantastic on the luster of the tea's water. And I do urge you to go back and listen to episode eight, which is called All the Woolly People Are So, So Lovely. And that's a direct quote from, from George. And just listen to him talking about the dyeing process and what that means to him. If you at Yarndale, go over to the Yarn Garden stall and squish. But when you squish, hear my voice in your head saying, what could this yarn become? And not just in the sense of a pattern or a and a design, but what the wool will become. I, I think this, this Teeswater yarn is really special and it's so premium that... When it's gone, it is really gone. Um, also, if you are on their, at their stall at Yarndale, do check out their Cardadale double knit yarn, which I have to review and I will be reviewing it in, in around November time. It's not in their web shop yet, but have a squish because that is a round, robust ply and it's just awesome. It's going to be brilliant for accessories and it's going to be an incredible yarn for sweaters. Uh, congratulations to Louise and George on the relaunch of your web shop. And to celebrate, you can win this Brookside Herdy Geranium Skin of Premium Teeswater, courtesy of Louise and George. Thank you guys so, so much for, for giving this away. Uh, the skin, as I said, it's 100 grams. It's around 425 metres. And it retails at £16. But you can win this skin. And you can win it by going over to www.yarngarden.co.uk. I want you to have a look at the fantastic colourways that George has painted yarn with. And tell me over in the show notes for this episode what your favourite colour is. And you maybe picked it random to win this fantastic zingy blue teaswater lace, heavy lace weight yarn. Go to the show notes, which are at www.knitbritish.net forward slash ep hyphen 39 for more information. And thank you so much to Louise and George for this fantastic yarn. And enjoy Yarndale. This week, Isla has... Uh, has launched information of the Brit Yarn Socks Away Cal. The rules are very simple and 
I just know that lots of people are going to be wanting to join in for this for Socktober, which of course is not that far away. The rules are that there's no set pattern. You cast on your socks on the 1st of October. The yarn must be grown in Britain or local to you if you're outside the UK, but you can use British wool if, if you can get hold of it. And you can knit from stash, you can buy from the Fantastic Brit Yarn or elsewhere, but the rules are that it must be grown in Britain or local. To be eligible for a prize you should post a picture of your finished socks by midnight on the 8th of November in the Brit Yarn Group. And so that's a fantastic amount of time to get the socks knitted by. Sign up now in the Brit Yarn Group and tell everyone the socks that you are going to be knitting and the yarn you're going to be knitting them in. Uh, if you're stuck for ideas, Brit Yarn has an awesome range of socks with designs by Claire Devine, Rachel Coopy and Victoria Magnus. I asked Isla for her favourite sock pattern and she said it was a bit like a parent being asked to choose their favourite child. <laughs> but she did think that Tin Can Knit's rye pattern would be a, an excellent for first time sock knitters and seasoned sock knitters. And that is a free pattern as well. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. I'm gonna endeavour to finish a pair of socks this Socktober, and I have some amazing Knitting Goddess Brit Sock to review for you. So, what could be better? You can find sock yarns at Brit Yarn, of course. You can find the Knitting Goddess with a whole range of sock yarn there. Eden Cottage Yarns, West Yorkshire Spinners, and enjoy the Sock Cal at Brit Yarn. I think it's fantastic, and I think it's going to be just what I need to give me the encouragement to finish a pair of socks. And I know I'm not the only one. Sign up over at Brit Yarn, and don't forget when you're talking about it on social media, use the hashtag GB Socks Away Cal. Well, thanks for joining me today. We just have time left for a few hellos, and what's coming up? Um, hello to the new kids in the Ravelry group. We've got Eileen PP from the UK, RP Walker 2, who is Brick from Louisville, Kentucky, Miss USD, who is Heather from British Columbia. We've got Georgia's Adventure, and that's Georgia from Alberta, Sally from Idaho, and LaFall from Minnesota. And I've just noticed that. Blazing Java has also joined the group and that's Susie from Oxford. Hi to you guys. A big North American contingent this week. Hi to all of you, uh, wherever you are listening to the Knit British podcast too. Hello to everyone. Um, and let's have a quick read of the hellos in the hello thread. Hi Louise and everyone else, my name is Brick and I'm from Louisville, Kentucky in the US and I just found the Knit British podcast and I'm already in love. I've been crocheting for six years, knitting for four years and spinning for about a year and a half. I love many of the British breeds of sheep but unfortunately we don't have many of them on this side of the pond. Some favourites include Castle Milk, Moodit, Whiteface Woodland and Cotswold. I've now found Black Welsh Mountain and Manx Lawnthan and there are many more that I love but I'll keep the list short and sweet. Uh, luckily, one of my best friends is Shepherdess and has a flock of mostly Shetlands, and she's managed to find Balwyn Welsh Mountain to add to the group, so I'll get some wonderful British breeds locally. 
I love the focus of the podcast being on small producers, local yarns, and appreciating the virtues and individual characteristics of different breeds of sheep. I personally am a great proponent of all these things, but have a hard time finding others that feel the same. I essentially live in merino land, and while it's lovely fibre, I need more variety. I hope to have a fibre-filled visit to Britain soon, but will enjoy my tea and cakes and bourbon from Kentucky, and I can't wait for uh, the next episode. Oh, Brick, it's so nice to have you joining in. Welcome to you from Louisville. Catherine Louise, hi, this is Katie from Vienna. I'm an American knitter and spinner and absolutely love the podcast. I've been listening for over, over half a year now and I'm finally getting around to saying hello. The woolen yarn scene in Austria is kind of pathetic. There is only one Austrian yarn brand. So I normally do most of my yarn shopping while home in the US, where many shops designers are starting to produce and sell American breed yarns, which is fantastic. The podcast is making me want to get my butt back up to Scotland and maybe even to Shetland. At the last time, I wasn't sharp enough to realise the oasis of wool. Celtic Engineer. Hello all, Sarah checking in from Ohio. Not so many sheep here and I miss them. I grew up on Tyneside. So it's lovely to listen to Louise's podcast, Sounds Like Home. Uh, Gills. Hello, I am Boel. I hope I said that right. I live in the southern Swedish woods. My husband, two kids and a cat. I'm a dedicated knitter and spinner and since the Swedish wool and yarn industry is somewhat dwindling, I buy a lot of British wool and some yarn. I've been listening to the podcast since the start and I like it. One reason is that I'm trying to understand... Oh, I'm training to understand Shetlandic since I'm going to Shetland for Wool Week this year. Well, um, I don't think you can learn uh, Shetland dialect. Um, but actually, if you're, you're Swedish, I don't think you'll have any problem. I think a lot of people, Scandinavian people, have no issue understanding the Shetland dialect because there are so many words that are similar or concepts of words and meanings of words that sound similar. So I don't think you have to worry. I will be back in Shetland for Shetland Wool Week 2. Um, so Maybe you could bring your favourite knitted item with you and tell me all about it if you see me with my microphone. Um, thank you everybody who's stopped along the Knit British group to say hello and everybody who sent me tweets and Instagrams and Ravelry messages and the like. It's a, a joy to get them. I love them. And and your your iTunes reviews too. Thank you so much for those. Thanks to Yarn Garden for their fantastic uh, yarn giveaway and uh, to Blacker. Again, happy birthday to you and thank you for, for letting me have a sample of the Cornish tin. Next time we will keep up the party atmosphere with a tea party. I've got Jess James and Claire Devine dropping in for a special episode. So get your tea set out and join us on Friday the 18th for a good old chinwag and you can hear all about uh, the tea collection that Claire and Jess have been working on and are just about to launch. Until then, take good care and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Knit British Podcast. To find out more, visit www.knitbritish.net You can email me louise at knitbritish.net I'm on Twitter and Instagram as at knit underscore British and I'm on Ravelry as Lira.